how do you feel about so in my farm in my restaurant chef actually we come in him and i and another um kitchen manager us three would prep from 12 to about five and the way he figures is you know it's it's his it's his own literally he will make everything and then we just have the cooks cook as uh as 5 p.m rolls out how does that how do you feel about that because like i get it we're trying to save labor and it's such a small restaurant to begin with and i i really feel like you get to express more but at the same time there's a lot of we're now we're also doing desserts we're doing canapes we're doing fucking amuse-bouche we're doing all the little dumb stupid little shits yeah. Instead of just, I don't know. I guess for that format um, of that restaurant, it works. But so, so you're saying the cooks just come in and cook? Yeah. So we would prep all the way till yeah. about five o'clock. <clears throat> the two cooks would come in like four thirty. So they would set up their station, and then they would just cook. You know, they would help plate yeah. and everything, and, and we would yeah, be in service soon. In all honesty, I don't mind doing the big products, the big projects, but I think cooks should have ownership as well. When you prep out your own mise en place, listen, you 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 ain't gonna you ain't gonna fuck it up, right? Correct. You're gonna take much more pride in your cooking ability, especially if you're doing uh, the bulk of the prep. Now I get it, filleting fish at five five o'clock before service doesn't make sense. Um, you know, making sauce, uh, long projects. But as far as like knife cuts, getting the station set up, and uh, most of the prep for the dishes, I think that's very important for the cook, so they have ownership. Mm-hmm. And they have time management, but in all honesty, it depends on the operation. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't sit here and say that. Like when I was running Hotel Bel Air with, you know, a big squad of cooks, the thing is, is they didn't have time, right? They were coming yeah. in already cooking orders. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, <laughs> they're coming in behind the AM. Yeah. And this is what made me so mad when I first started, man, the AM cooks, they would be chilling until 11 o'clock, chilling. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm like, you guys are here four hours before a ticket rolls in? <laughs> Bro, I'm like, no, no. And then I'm like, I want to see your list. And they'd be, write, they'd be writing their list on a little on a little freaking napkin on a seafood. Uh-huh. I'm like, no, no, we need a station list. And I'm telling you, it, they were mad, but we, were, we got so much more organized. We had station lists for every single station. We mm-hmm. updated it daily. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, and I think that's important. You have to take in consideration like what your 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 model is. But I, I will tell you right now, you having a knife on the kidding board with the other chef uh, stops you from bringing in more business, Correct. right? Correct. Your focus is on getting the, the the line set up, and you're not focused on you know knocking on doors down the street, um, you know acquiring more revenue, bro. That's mm. the only way you're gonna get a raise, dude. Casey, <laughs> bro. I don't care what it, I don't care what anybody says, man. If you go to your chef, you're the your boss in six months from now, and you say, mm-hmm. "Hey, I've been here for a year. Can I get a ten percent increase, twenty percent increase?" He's gonna laugh at you, right? No, I know he's gonna laugh you take at me. That, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you take that. You, you take that same same energy right now, and you go, you know, hand out your business card to the closest twenty businesses around you, and you say, "Hey, come see me at the restaurant." I'm the chef over here. I'm the chef de cuisine, right? Mm. This is how I was able to get an increase. When people came and started saying my name, guess what mm. I did? I went in and I told the server, hey, make sure that's my comp table. After a couple months and say, hey, listen, just with me starting here, I was able to cut this PL line down, this PL line down. Mm. And also I was able to drive this much rev- revenue, right? <clears throat> and I think I think that's more important than saying, oh, but you know, we prepped the whole line. Now that shit yeah. don't matter, bro. You know, you know what matters? Bringing money to the bottom line or the top line revenue, right? That is all a good example. Of, yeah, that, 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 it doesn't matter. Like a good example is like, Casey, if I were you, I'd be running specials of like higher end items, even yeah. though you don't make food cost on them. You know, like you just want, you can, you can honestly leverage that and say, hey, I'm, I'm getting higher ticket average, right? Yes. Higher, higher per person head. Trust me, it works, man. I remember uh, when I was in Vegas, like our, we had uh, two sections. We had, um, the dining room and uh, the cafe, which was like lower end. But you know what I did? Dude, I crushed it with uh, small plates. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like easy, easy money, man. Little appetizers, little small plates, bar bites, super quick food. Mm-hmm. Dumb. Hey, a bowl of popcorn, truffle popcorn, bro. You know what I'm saying? For the table. And so I was able to increase the, I was, Dude, people love it. I was able to – because what I realized, a lot of people were coming in very quick to go to a show, business meeting, whatever it is. It was in the forum shops in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I increased the check average by almost $6 to $7 per head. 
You know what That's I'm saying? Perfect. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think that is more important um, than doing your line cooks prep. Correct. You know what I mean? Most definitely. So give you perspective. Uh, chef had to take a break for a good four weeks. He had an out service procedure on his knee. So he was out actually. <clears throat> so I took care of all the ins and outs. But uh-huh. uh, just going through our P&Ls and like our for that month that I was in charge, I was like, hey, I increased food costs by literally a percent and a half. Like we're, we were we ended at 23.2 instead of 24.7. That's pretty that's pretty damn huge. Uh, check average. I was telling servers to give me an extra plate of dessert instead. Like because a, a lot of people yeah. like the desserts. And our desserts are pretty tiny. They're like four ounce, five ounce little things. I was like, give them, give them an extra one. Or how about give them, yeah. uh, we have like a little cafe add-on that we, we do as well, like a hazelnut coffee. I was like, push the yeah. hell out of that. I know I'm going to lose just a little bit, but as long as they can keep staying on the table, not a big deal. Sure. So in that, <laughs> the end of that month, I grossed out like an extra, uh, like I think 6,000 from what I can remember, um, just being in there. That's amazing. So, that's not too bad on a small scale restaurant. So imagine if that we were just focusing on sales, if I were like out and about literally just trying to get people yeah. in there. Um, but then again, like I said, he's, yeah. his health is you, a little You know bad. what though? Do you do inventory? Do you do like a food inventory? Yeah. Yeah. I made the biggest mistake by driving food costs down so much. It completely screwed me for the next year. Oh, uh, because when they were so the good. Budget, <laughs> yeah. Bro. I know it. I was at. I know it. I was at. I was at twenty four percent, and um, you know it was part of a perk of the bonus. And I'm like, listen, I got this, man. We were crushing it, twenty three percent. I was using every single piece of trim you could imagine. You know what I'm saying? We didn't let anything go to waste, man. And and you know what? You know what else? A lot of people is underrated is uh, costing out family meal. I don't know if you do family meal there. Oh, bro, I I so whatever trims that we have, that goes family meal. I don't I don't serve family meal like extra stuff. No, it, no, it just affects. But what me. I'm what I'm what I'm saying is, is put it through the micros, my man. Put it through oh, the micros. Oh, I understand you. Yeah, Track yeah, 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 yeah. Track it. Okay. Yeah. You say yeah, I yeah. want I want twenty bucks per person for family meal for food costs. It comes out of my kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, get that get that bread, cause. So what I was saying is, is I, I remember driving the food cost down for several months for like at 23%. Our budget was wow. 25. Next year, they changed the budget to 23.5. Of course, because they saw your number. Now you're like, fuck, I got to hit that. I got to hit that. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it made it rough, man. And so now, so I got really smart and I'm like, nope, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay away from food cost. Uh-huh. But you know what? That's, it's all good. It is what it is. It's, I, think, as long I, think, as, I think like as long as the, you stay within... Within like 0.5% yeah. of it, I think I'm okay with yeah. it, you know? Yeah, and, and and honestly, you know, sometimes like you can play with the numbers with food costs, but, it, you know, it's just it's just difficult. I wouldn't drive too low and I wouldn't like, I try to not mention it, but it's all good. The moral of the story is I think the chefs <laughs> should, the, the, the person, the chefs that are running the kitchen, running the restaurant, should figure out how to drive more revenue. That's mm. the bottom line, man. That you really know? is. It's such yeah, a it's such a different perspective um, talking to you because like that's how I'm programmed too. So like yeah. whenever whenever I was at the mall a little earlier, like I would literally go out and hand out cards to the restaurant, say, "Hey man, stop in for lunch." Literally, just we have this yeah. little special coming in right now. Stop in for lunch. Even, I got you. Just mention my name, you know, etc. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what? You know where I scored big is uh, the 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 general. This is just a little. It's a funny story, but the general manager for the Gucci store when I was at Spago. And Ooh. he came in once and I was just randomly passing out business cards. Well, he reached out to me. He's like, listen, I hold a lot of business meetings and Spago's the best in Caesar's Palace. Yeah. So can I just hit you up whenever I come and you just roll out the red carpet for my clientele? And I'm like, oh, shit. Absolutely. Bro, I'm talking about caviar and blinis for lunch, my guy. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mimosas, like for yeah. lunchtime, bro. VIP section booth. Dude, wow. it was beautiful. No shortage of cash, dude. When yeah. Gucci's paying for it, doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? But this Jeez. is this is what chefs the chefs should be responsible for, you know. And not being buried in the tickets at service, you need to be out in the dining room, least like touching tables and saying, "Hey, how is everything? Mm-hmm. How's the food? This is where we source this from." Wolfgang Wolfgang Puck was the one to tell me that. He's like, "I don't want Absolutely. you over here. I want you over here." Absolutely, yeah. I think that's what's missing. I think. Uh, um, so whenever yeah. we cook, even last night, I was telling chef, I was like, bro, get the hell out of the kitchen. Go, literally go over there. I got it. Just go. Just go say hi. Go yeah. go touch the stuff, whatever. I'll, I'll stay behind. Yeah. Or if you want me to do it, I'll go out. He's like, no, no, no. 
Yeah. So he literally, just go check. And then he did that yeah. for a while and he was going for out a bit. I was like, that's what you should be doing. Let me, yeah. let me do the brunt work. You know, it's fine. I'm, not a big deal. We're all, we only did like 40 covers last night. It wasn't too yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. But just showing your face, touching, touching bases in all tables. It's even, yeah. it impacts so much. It's just crazy. Sure. Yeah. Oh, not just I kind of missed. I kind of I kind of missed the the restaurant business, but I don't like right now. And what I'm doing is pretty cool. But yo, let's get into MSG though, man. I had some. Yo, but let's I get into man, MSG. I, I should have. I thought I was gonna get a lot more uh, kickback and people being upset about it. Mm. Yo, nothing but good responses. It kind of pissed me off a little bit. I you was really just, hoping to get. I'm, I think you should have started post, more controversial. Yeah, I know, but like, let's keep let's keep it real, man. Like, I think MSG is totally fine. Like, do I? Do I dump it in like 30 different things? No, absolutely not. But here's the thing. If you know as a chef, you know like if, you, if you're making some sort of broth or if you're making some sort of dish and you know you have dried shiitake or you're dehydrating something or parmesan or whatever the case may be, mm. dude, sometimes a pinch of MSG will bridge the gap of what you're looking for absolutely. to bring the savoriness up to a level that is awesome. You know what I mean? It gets the umami like, feel right in the back of your tongue. It's it's so subtle, yeah. like it's it's quite nice. Yeah. Now I'll, I will be honest. I remember one time I had a cook that mixed MSG with salt, uh, uh, seasoning salt, and like I'm sorry, flaky sea salt, like MSG okay. and flaky sea salt. The, and the even though, even though it was good, I was like, okay, this is fucking awkward, bro. Like, don't <laughs> don't do don't do this. I'm like, we don't need to do this. But he, but I totally agree with what he was going for. And on the canopy he was using, but the problem is, is like, it's not a controlled environment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anybody yeah, could yeah. just grab the sea salt and finish a dish. But that was the only time I was like, nah, don't do this. This is ridiculous. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> my, um, my, I like, I guess my history with MSG is whenever somebody were to bring it up, you're like, oh, we're, I don't, I don't know about MSG, you know, uh, I'm allergic. And then my often combat would be, do you eat tomatoes, corn? Or Parmesan cheese? They're like, yeah, absolutely. It's like, did you know MSG is naturally occurring in those uh, in those foods? Stop them in their tracks right there. Literally just yeah. dumbfounded because they have no idea. So yeah, it yeah. Kinda, a lot of people don't. Uh, and, and to us chefs, to us chefs, it's just it's kind of like a good example is corn. Like it's saying you're allergic to corn starch, but you eat mm. it, you're a corn like it's no problem, right? Yeah. It's it's the same it's the same shit, man. Like and, and and I know that I know the negative connotation with it, but like. I'm going to post it on TikTok because I, I thought I was going to get, dude, I hate to say it, but I love it when people come after me in the comments or come after or like start getting yeah, yeah, yeah. nasty in the comments because it drives engagement like crazy. It really you know does. what I mean? Did you see that TikTok I, I sent to you? I tagged you in for a sec. So you were doing no, the, I'm, uh, I'm very- no, I don't know you're in your phone, but you were doing the scallion thing, right? And you were yeah. doing the, um, you're, you're growing out the fronds and shit. I just happened yeah. to literally watch your video as I was prepping. I had like, a bunch of scallions. So I tagged you. I, I sliced it off and I threw it in the garbage. Well, anyway, spoiler. Yeah. So you'll see it. Bro, there's like okay. a few people trying to come at you in the uh, in the comments. And I'm like, yo, homie, you don't even know who this guy is. <laughs> like, okay. yeah, you don't even know. I know it's okay, but I'm okay. just saying I, was, I had I'm a I'm going to go comment. That's pretty funny. I'm going to go comment. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's okay. Listen, dude, I like I receive a lot of hate, but the problem is, is none of these like this is the problem that you have nowadays, man. Like none of these kids can back it up. Yeah. Like, bro, we're chefs. If I look, Casey, Casey, if I go to you and I say, yo, this dish, this, it's not good. Right. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, all right. And then I would tell you what I think, sh- how it could be better. Right. And yeah. then we talk about it. But yo, as chefs, we're used to get beat up. All so like, I'm not going to lie, bro. Ain't no comments going to ever get to me, bro. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. I'm a married man with two children. Okay. In my mid thirties, dog. I am not in high school, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, dude, these 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 kids on the internet, they just can't handle the heat. You know what I'm saying? Like, they cannot handle the direct feedback from people, whether they're right or wrong. There's a way to handle it properly. Yeah. Like, I have I, genuinely, <clears throat> I have I have people genuinely interested in knowing the reason behind things, and I don't mind explaining it at all. Then you have yeah. people who are just trying to hate, and it's like, okay, that's cool. All right, can you know go back to playing Fortnite? Like, I don't care. Like, it's fine. Like. You know, think, it, um, but it is what it is. Criticism should be taken really well, <clears throat> um, no matter how bad or how good it is. Because um, it yeah, just yeah, makes yeah. you better, right? So, for example, like if we were to work together, you said, Case, that's a little too salty. Immediately, my response would be like, 
okay, like, where do you think the, the process should be a little less? Because, like, I already know the yeah. process, right in my head. Guide me through maybe what's, uh, yeah. what you're thinking. Maybe there's a step that I'm missing uh, to get it to the yeah. level that it's acceptable, you know? This will be, like, a yeah. random conversation between you and I. Um, but most people will be like, oh, this is too salty. Be like, oh, fuck, he just said I suck. What the hell is this now? Yeah. I don't want to ever serve this. <laughs> yeah. like, screw this. <clears throat> well, it shouldn't be that well, way. You know what? You know what the common um, the common issue for that is? What I realize is like a lot of young cooks and a lot of chefs, they don't take in consideration that the the guest is going to eat the whole dish, yes. the whole dish. So especially with pastas, especially if you're finishing it with Parmesan cheese, you know, if your pasta water salted, like there's so many different layers of salt. The cook is only tasting one piece of pasta or one piece of noodle, so they think it might need more salt. But when you go to eat the whole dish, and that you know, you know, you might perceive that it's too salty and yes. trust me i i am a firm believer i would rather under season a little bit than over season and completely ruin somebody's experience right me too and i know I mean, and trust me man, when i was young when i was young too yeah when i was young too like uh i used to oh i used to over season a lot of things just because i i used to smoke cigarettes and like i was just over and then as i got older i'm like this is dumb and then i got to a point where bro i would literally put a tablespoon in my pasta water of salt Mm. Then towards, towards, I remember like even just a couple of months ago or a couple, uh, you know, like, you know, I, I, they, there's this term like, I know we just got on the pasta water tangent, but like season, <laughs> season the water like the ocean. And I think yeah. that's the dumbest thing ever. It is. I think that's a complete no, don't do that. You know why? Mm. Because you don't want it to be, to taste like the ocean, especially if you want to use the pasta for sauce or if you're finishing with Parmesan cheese, like bro, it should taste like. It should taste like a like as salty as a soup, right? Yes. Like, yes, 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 yes. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like a water soup. Like that's how you should season it. And and it's funny because I had the pasta master come in the comments, Joe Sasto, and he's like, "Yeah, I couldn't agree more. This is such a common mistake where people over over season the water, and it's and, and it's just ends up being too salty. Correct. You know, like I don't a, a, we a don't good salt our water. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, like listen, I you can we do it. Look, it. There's nothing wrong with that. Bro, listen, I'll be honest, like, there's so many times where, like, if I'm making pasta for somebody or, or, like, dude, I always, like, I'm not thinking about how seasoned my water is. I'm thinking about the dish as a final, right? And then work backwards from there. You know what I mean? Because if your Mm -hmm. pasta water is too salty and you're going, like, and that pasta water is going all service, it's just going to reduce down. You're going to keep adding water to it, adding salt. Mm -hmm. It's just a mess. I mean... Do you guys also use to um, do you use the water to uh, to sauce to finish the sauce? Yeah, the pasta water, absolutely. right? Yeah, that fucks oh, it yeah. up like yeah. immediately. That's why I don't. Yeah, that's why we don't salt. I'm just like, uh, we're yeah, not, we're not. And, and you know what? It, you're better off that way because people perceive pasta a little bit different. It can't be too confusing. It has to be simple. Like, bro, mm. when I got into like extruding pasta, making fresh pasta, like I'm telling you, it's it's not really about. It's not all about the seasoning. It's all about the texture, the taste, the temperature, the flavor. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's yes, not about yes, the salinity yes. of the dish. It's about the, it's, you know, and like, and, and this is another thing. A lot of people don't know how to make a proper glaze, you know, like a chicken stock glaze with chicken stock and butter to make an emulsified sauce. You know what I mean? That's pretty like, hard. I know, you've got, I know you've gotten some pasta that's been just completely broken and, yes. you know, greasy. Yes. So. Hundred percent. And how do we yeah. combat that? Well, you can restart it. <laughs> yeah, that's how that goes. And uh, I'm actually yeah. dreading in like two weeks. Um, I I mentioned to chef I want to make a raviolo, and he okay. was like, "Okay, but you're making a ravioli." I'm like, do I do I really want to make pasta right now? I really don't. I I don't want to make pasta. Do you have um, Do you have a pasta machine though? Well, we have the we have the KitchenAid plus the attacher. So yeah, that's no Don't don't don't. Don't waste I your know. time, bro. I'm just like, mm, do I really want to do, do it? I kind of don't. I really don't. That KitchenAid, that KitchenAid pasta rollers ain't shit, man. I know. You got to get the one that I. Ha- I got the real. I got the real deal one, man. It's it's not the that one much. that you it's just like add grand. everything, right? The one that what? you just add the stuff into it, like you, you just put. No, uh, that's that's the flour. That's a pasta extruder. That's the pasta extruder. I also that's have a extruder. pasta roller. Yeah, oh, the extruder is the extruder is way better, but it's more expensive. But it, you get the bang for your buck, man. I'm not gonna lie. Once you've had extruded fresh pasta, game changer. Oh yeah, game changer. you know it'd be nice to also not need the damn thing and have to babysit it if yeah. it just comes out perfectly. That's amazing. But I don't. I, I really. Yeah. I don't think I want to make pasta. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that, man. 
it's uh, a it's a commitment. You have to make it. You have to make it every day too. You can't make you can't hold on to pasta for too long. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a two day shelf life uh, in my opinion, uh, especially when it's yeah. fresh like that. But we're also doing yeah. like three hundred covers a week, so I'm like, eh, do I really want to make three hundred portions of pasta? I really, I, I don't know. It was a bad suggestion. I was just trying to get ahead of it. I was just like, yeah. Like, would you put it on the tasty menu? Would you put it on the yeah. tasty menu or? It'd be on the tasting menu. I mean, there's, be, uh, there's, listen, man, it's a labor of, it's a labor of love, but I'll be honest. I don't think it would be appreciated like you want it to be, you know, yeah. you know, and I would definitely then. not even do it with that, with that freaking KitchenAid pasta roller. You you need to buy a proper <laughs> machine. It's like yeah, on web, got, web restaurant store. It's like, it's like three, three to four grand. It's, mm-hmm. I think it's totally worth it if you're going to make a lot of pasta, but you mm-hmm. also got to take into consideration pasta is a moneymaker. It really okay. is, dude. It, it, like it really is. I'm not going to lie. Like, as much as I hate making pasta and pizza, dog, I'm telling you, man, like a margarita pizza, I remember costing that thing out at like $1.26. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sell it for, even if you sell it for 12, easy. you're still at 80 freaking percent profit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Compared to pizza. you make pasta dough, the only thing that's expensive is the egg yolks. And honestly, I would I, I love fresh egg yolks. Don't get me wrong, but you can buy the 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 second hand um, you know pasteurized carton yep. ones. Yep, yep, yep. And yep, yep. I, I would argue that it's it's just it's fine. Like yep. I wouldn't even like to put your pride aside, you know. Mm. And uh, you know, ain't nobody separating thirty thousand egg yolks, bro. No, like no. unless you you you're focused in stuff. Like I remember making that slight switch and it was just such, it was such a nightmare like release because we used to have so much egg whites left over. You know what I'm I saying? Know. What would you do with it? Right. It's just yeah, like, and it, you can't like put compounding. egg whites in any other dish, bro. And like pastry was like, stop giving me these. Two. We don't want them. Don't give them to me. So. <laughs> I'm done making meringue today. Stop it. I don't want to do facts. it anymore. <laughs> yeah. We, they, we actually, they put like a pavlova on the menu. Like it was pretty, I mean, listen, it is what it is, but that's the best part about working in a restaurant. Like you, you get to utilize stuff. But the, the problem is, is every everybody's running into labor issues. There's no other pro, there's no other shortage right now except for labor. Like yeah, labor. I don't know how your restaurant's doing. Maybe because it's small, but like, dude, other places, man, they're dying for cooks, dying mm. for dishwashers. There's only five of us. Literally, we're fine. It's been the same. Yeah, you you better take you better take care of them, Casey. Hey, for real, you better take care. You better like baby them and make sure that they are comfortable. Excuse my language. Seriously. Because like, Hey, absolutely here in, here in San Francisco, Doug, we're about, we, we might go through another COVID bullshit thing again. Are you again? I think so, man. I think it's going to happen, man. Like I'm not going to lie, man. I am so over California, bro. Like I literally want to move out in the middle of nowhere and just start a homestead and just get away from everybody. You know, Arizona would be great. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Arizona, but it's hot. It's hot. I know it's hot, it. but it's like perfect weather for bread. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Hey, the fact, but like, I, you know, I'm just so sick of it, man. So basically, on August 20th, they're going to start where you have to show proof of vaccination in San Francisco. Oh, they're rolling out already. Wow, 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 wow. That's yeah. pretty fast. Okay. And but the problem is, is it, it's it's wreaking chaos on the whole freaking. You know, everybody everybody's talking about. It. I can't believe I'm talking about it right now, but. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like what people don't understand is it's not your rules. You know what I'm saying? These are private businesses that are run by the government. They have to do what the government says. Right. It's not like they have an, you know, an opportunity. Then you got these, you know, these anti-maskers and shit. And like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't like them though, because like, you know, there's so many people catching COVID, even though they're vaccinated, you know what I'm saying? Like the statistics are just unbelievable. And, uh, like I, I, I dropped my, my kids first day of school today. Uh, he's five. He started kindergarten. Oh, wow. And uh, we, we, like, we're supposed to be celebrating his first day of school. And, you know, all we could think about is like, yo, it's this COVID. motherfucker. Yeah, because oh, Casey, you ain't got no children, but kids are I nasty. Know. Kids I know they fucking are. touch everything. They'll fucking Bro, like, they be touch, like this everywhere. Oh, my God. They touch everything. They put things in their mouth. They touch other kids. They don't like it's the worst atmosphere like a breeding ground a cesspool and so basically uh you know that's what we're worried about but at the same time it's like okay we can't live in fear here you know like mm-hmm. but because that, that's well, how people that's how people that's how it spreads when people are close together that's not if you're six feet away you're fine yeah. but um let's just hope your yeah, kid we'll don't see. get we'll, it that's all you know just i know hope, man i'm just hope praying to god Wash your kids' hands every time. Like, it's, oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going to spray him down before he comes in the house. But I got to go pick him up. We're going to go pick him up at two. But, like, 
I don't know. You know what? I can't live my life in the dark. But that's why, you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell every young chef, every young cook, like you need to put your work on social media. You need to have yeah. a social media following because the money on social media is real, Casey. It's real. 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 Like what you're, do, what you're doing right now is perfect. Like keep posting daily. Keep, you know, mm. for real. It's there. It's there. It's going to take some time, but it's there. I'm, but I I'm think here for I would the encourage long run. Every, yeah, I, I would encourage every young chef to do that because, dude, if I would have been post, I started a YouTube account back in 2011, 2012, bro. I know. If you I would have been steady, shit. consistent, fucking one video a week, bro, I would have way more subscribers than I do now. Yeah. I've only had, I had to restart my account, but I've only, you know, I've only been doing it. I've been at it for a year and it's like, not a year, but. I've been, I've been at it for some while and like I see the steady growth, right? The steady trending up mm. and, um, and, uh, yeah, right now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just focused on, you know, the, the future. I'm with like, you. I'm, I'm doing the once a week thing. Uh, been a while. Sometimes I did a, I did a slew where I did one a day. That was the roughest yeah. damn fucking rough. months of my life. It was rough, but I just yeah. wanted to see how it is, but. You know, I'm almost yeah. like five hundred. You know what? I'm it. not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I got an editor, and it's such a relief, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Like, I, I don't. I don't like editing. I like creating content, but I'm not an editor, man. I'm not a videographer. Yeah. I'm not a cinematographer. Mm. I just went down the rabbit hole and learned how to like shoot and film and kind of like put things together. But I feel really confident about the TikTok videos. I just don't feel confident with the YouTube. <laughs> you know, like creating B-roll, you. the thumbnails. You know what I'm saying? I, I you know, the look. The color grading, you know, it's just, mm. it's, it's hard. Like I, I can color grade a little bit, but I don't have in-depth knowledge of like LUTs and shooting an S-log and all this mm. shit. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, I pride in that stuff, so I, I like it, but I also don't want to pay somebody for it. <laughs> At least for now. Yeah, for real. At least for now. Um, when we're pumping out more content, maybe, well, maybe. In a, yeah, well, what I'm, what, I'm, what I'm trying to do is I know that this is only going to be short term. Once I can start making some real money off social media and uh, developing my personal brand, I will break off a percentage and that will be – so this is like I'm thinking six months to a year I'm going to be paying for an editor until it can pay for itself. But uh, I know one thing. You, you see what I'm saying, right? I do. I do. Like I that, understand what you're saying. And plus, and plus, I got a couple side projects in the works that are going to be – I know are going to be lucrative. So I'm really looking forward to that. It's just having the editor – Oh. Dude, fuck it. Take my money. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> Take my money. You know what I'm saying? Why yeah, did I do this before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know how much it is. Yeah, it's just better. Like, listen, I, I hate to say it, but we're old now, man. We're old. And like this younger editor has a better uh, idea of social media and, and the look of, you know, what YouTube should be like. And mm. I'm going to, you know, she's only done three videos right now. But like, I know for sure just by the feedback that it's much better than I can do. No, it looks great. Like I told you, I, I yeah. watched some of your videos and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay. It's uh, it's a lot better. Yeah. It's there. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and we're just getting to know each other too. Like once, once, once we like really dial in and the pro- the thing is, is she's also in the Bay area. So that's good. Yeah. Um, but once we really, once we really like start vibing, it's going to be a much different scene, you know, because a long-term goal, I, I want somebody full time, just, you know, shooting, editing, filming, total. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like I have a videographer and then, you know, an editor on the side. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's what I want because I don't want anything to do with it. I want, I'll give you my camera. I don't care. <laughs> like I will pass that shit off. I just want to cook and create content and not have to deal with any of that aspect. Just focus on building the brand. You know what I mean? Follow up question for you then. Um, are you planning on getting or, or rather building a studio at your location? I know you really yeah, already not, have one ish. Honestly, sort of. Your kitchen is, is pretty nice. You, no, it's not, dude. Those cabinets keep they, they fuck me up, bro. The dark brown is the worst <laughs> thing to have in a YouTube video. It, it literally it, any any other color would be better, but you know it is what it is right now, man. I'm not gonna sit here and cry like, mm. bro. I pay almost five grand a month for this freaking place, man. It's like in Silicon Valley, it's very expensive, dude. It's very expensive. So I'm not married to California, but the thing is, we're kind of grounded here for now. But ultimately, what I want to do is I want to have a separate studio, like a studio kitchen, all the equipment, you know, everything set up to cook. And oh, so, right. Go light, in your lights cook, in pl- send it over. Light, light, yeah, lights in place, two camera angles. You know what I'm saying? Seal the deal. I'll have somebody mm. shooting for me. That's it, bro. Because you know what I'm saying? That way you can do batch program. You know, you could do batch uh batch work you know that's what mm. i do like i'll sit down for like one day for like six hours and i'll I'll film like 
you know, anywhere from seven to 10 videos. And, uh, and then I'll just edit throughout the week. But honestly, I get so bogged down with the editing process. That's why I need help, you know, like yeah. straight up. Well, you got it right now. So that's pretty good. That's awesome. I'm glad yeah. for you, man. That's definitely a, a way to go. Eventually, uh, if I start getting even more traction, maybe I, I might consider. But for the time being, yeah. I think I'm, I'm fairly yeah. well capable. Well, hopefully, um, you know what I was thinking? Is this live on YouTube, Casey? It, it's live on Facebook right now. So what okay. we can do next time on your actual YouTube account, I'll have you sign on to here. We go live on your yep. account. And I think, I think that up. I think we can, if we can nail down a time every single week, um, you know what I'm saying? And then, and then what we can do is just, yeah, we'll go live and we can have actually people watching live. I know on YouTube it's, it's actually like kind of worth it to go live. Quite a and bit. People That's what I'm saying. Quite they, a bit on get, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, we'll see where this goes, man. Like, I, I think this is definitely awesome and I can definitely commit one hour a week and I enjoy doing this. I like talking to other chefs, man. I don't like, bro, I'll tell you what, man, like I'm, I'm literally like, I, I, I want, you know what my ultimate goal is, is to like set up the next generation of chefs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 listen, we had it rough, man. Me and you, we worked for pennies on the dollar. It's too much. It really is. Like it, it is, man. And when you, when you think about how much work we've done, for the amount of pay, dude, it doesn't match up, bro. And I want cooks to have a different mentality going into it. You know, mm-hmm. better work life, better work life balance, better wages. You know, yes. better front of the house. It doesn't make any sense that the front of the house is clearing six figures and gets tips every single night, cashed out every night, and the mm-hmm. cooks over there, thirty grand a year less. Yeah, fucking it's sweating too, like twelve hours bro. grinding. Like it's it's rough. grinding. It's rough grinding it's, so it's a brutal work that's you know that's that's kind of what my ultimate goal is obviously i got a lot of a lot of stuff on my plate right now but man we will get there because i see it i see a lot of young aspiring chefs that have zero direction zero and mm. like i want to help everybody and i'm going to figure out a way to do that coming soon but um you know i think that's really important it's really important for us to be able to teach and nurture and like i had to learn a lot of things on the fly you know what i'm saying yeah. i had to like you know fake it till i make it type deal right like Mm-hmm. everything, everything, hiring, firing, uh, people calling out all that shit. It did not, nobody trains you for that. No. You need to, you know, grab, grab the bull by the horns. Like, you yeah. know, um, and I think, I think what's really important is, is kind of giving the next generation of chef, you know, especially like I posted a resume video and, um, I don't know if you saw it, I did. Chef, but like, yo, I have, you know, I had some, some kids reach out like, and I think it's really important like when you're looking at a resume, man, you don't want a booklet, bro. No, you don't one want page, a book- literally get- one page. One page, get to the point. I want to see that first paragraph. It better be enticing. And mm. I don't know if you if you saw that video, but like the tips I put in there were like for every level, um, you know, prep, you know, sous chef, uh, chef de cuisine, executive sous chef, executive chef. Mm. Dude, I talked about it all, man. Like negotiating your salary. I think this, these are things that people don't talk about that need to be spoken about. You know. Like, you know, I hate to say it, but when you look at a PL for a restaurant, you could you could tell, I mean, it's so uneven. <laughs> <laughs> Back of the house labor. Yeah. 10%, right? Like yeah. it's just you not a big it, enough percentage. You, you tell you okay, this is the one rough. thing that frustrated me the most, being a chef, is not having enough towels and aprons as you're okay. growing up. Okay. Come on. I know, I know back in the day when you were a cook, you were only allowed to have two towels. And one apron for the whole day. Three towels and, and half an apron. Three towels. Actually. Yeah. Thank you. And, yeah. And and when you when you when you when you became a chef and you look how much a linen costs and you're like fifteen cents a towel. Like hold up, man. Like I don't know how much it is now, but I, you know what I used to do, man. It's I still it's only freaking, nineteen cents a towel right now. It's only nineteen cents. Dog. Bro, okay, I get like four hundred out of fucking week. Like I don't I don't care. Like it will. Yeah. I will have stacks of that. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, bro. It's like, you know what I did, Casey? I, I proposed in CapEx that we invest in a better table, swipe the linen off the table, invest in okay. a better table, right? And let me tell you something. You know how much money I saved in linen? It was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. These tables were like from, they were from the 80s. They had to be from when the restaurant first opened. Oh, but of course. I, I, remember, I remember getting a quote for CapEx, replacing the tables, striking out the linen, but Dude, I didn't fight over towels. You know, when when there's not enough towels, everybody steals them. When it there's really does. surplus, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It, like, dude. And then plus, you know what even helped me out even more? Bro, I used to give the delivery driver breakfast. Yes. When he came in. Do, oh, my God. Do it I once. did too. Dude, do it. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling you. Bro, he's th- he throws in a couple bags, a couple chef coats. Bro, no charge, dog. Uh-huh. No this charge. Is, you already this know. This is the trick. This is the trick. I used to give my guy... If, if he knows it. I was like, hey, I'm going to be there at like 8 o'clock. If you come in a little earlier, there's something waiting for you right there in the corner. He's like, yo, chef, I got you another few bundles. No. And this is on yep. his dime, so it's not on me. I'm like... But that's what I'm saying. Well, they always have extra okay. just in case of uh, operation needs extra. I was working with Osco, and I remember asking the driver like, hey, how does this work, man? Like, can we not change the invoice though? Can I just... Yeah. I was like, look, how about you? how would you like this burger? Let me give you this burger, bro. I got two <laughs> bundles. And then from there, it's stemmed out. I'm like, listen, the burger cost me 20 bucks on the menu yeah. or whatever it was. I'm like, dude, it's so much. It's so worth it. Like, I'll worth eat that it. in the food cost. Worth it. I mean, what's uh, what's one meal? I mean, I had a card, too, if I really had to. You know, we gave they gave yeah. us quarterly <laughs> cards, too. I'm like, fuck that. Oh, oh like corporate you card? Know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'll just swipe that. That's not a big deal. I don't give a shit. I don't use it. Yeah. I, I literally use it for my wife and my brother when they come in to eat uh-huh. or some shit. Other than yeah. that, it's like I whoever needs a comp or whatever bullshit for that night. But yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, is I your is your into... is your restaurant? Oh, oh, go ahead. No, no, go for it. Go for it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is, is your restaurant, restaurant more cor- corporate status or is it kind of like a, a family owned? Uh, right now the it's a family owned. So okay. it's just the one. Cool. Is, is one it restaurant. is it is it an investor or is it um like is the guy there or is he a silent investor? No, he's chef owner. It's all him. That's dope. Yeah. It's literally he. That's good. He opened it all himself uh, thirty years ago. He's been at it for thirty years, and um, yeah, it's almost time He's, for him to pass the torch, huh? No, no, no. It is, and you know what's funny? You mentioned uh, Boulay. He trained with him while in his heyday, like literally with at Cafe Boulud. Like it's it's wow. And he was telling me crazy stories. I'm like, ah, do I really want to hear this shit? Like I, you know, there's because yeah, Danielle is crazy shit. Danielle is a screamer. Bro, he yeah. screams, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I remember one time, man. Like, I don't think he does so much anymore, but I was at Cafe Blue, man. And, like, dude, my man didn't drop the French fry. He didn't respond because it was so loud in the kitchen. And he didn't uh, say, we chef. And, uh, and like, Danielle was in the in the window, like, hey, the chef told you to, you know, like, he's just fucking hammering, bro. And I'm like, oh. That sounds like it. I'm yeah. like, oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah. But I totally get it. But, yeah, he's a, he, was, he's a, he was a screamer. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was funny. Yeah. Good no, chef. He, um, Great chef. No, no, he's one of the greats. Like literally one of, yeah. uh, one of the top, uh, but yeah. Um, I do want to get into a little bit of, uh, overrated and underrated items. Uh, yeah, just sure. kinda, let's do it. This is to kind of get into this. Yo, so check this out. Food tweezers, overrated, underrated. I'm going to say underrated. And the reason is, is cause they get so much hate, but like for me, I have fat fingers and it, you know, when you're talking about precision and plating, then yes. But when you're talking about banquets and, you know, trying to get the food out, come on, man, get the fuck out of here. So I'm going to say underrated for certain applications, Got but it. overrated, overrated is not too far away, right? Like <laughs> you're not going to take, you know, a fryer basket with chicken fingers and French fries and have such an ego that you got to use tweezers. No. <laughs> but if you're putting micro, if you're putting microgreens on a plate, if you are, yeah. you know, doing something very intricate, tweezers are the way to go. But in all honesty, um, I would say it depends on the application. And I would also argue that it's more in the Michelin style, higher end restaurants. Yeah. 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 But no, I, I gave my, literally my first day there, I gave my cooks two, my, two of my tweezers. I was like, we're finishing yeah. with these. Because if you guys yes. notice, like, especially on the micros, like wherever the fuck you yeah. touch, it's like, it's already bruised. I don't, I don't want that. Literally yep. just here, here's yeah. the tweezer. And when, use when, it. when you're, when you're, you want to keep your hands clean as possible when you're doing the yeah. delicate garnishes. And I don't know about you, but I've seen a lot of cooks shaking. You know what I'm saying? Like slim shaky yeah. trying to put a freaking. Like I get it. Yeah. I get it. Especially on sauce. That's why I don't, I'm, I'm usually the one saucing or uh, my other partner. Nobody else sauces because it's um, it's a yeah. process altogether, you know. Like it's a yeah. Un- until I can get you comfortable enough to sauce with me, then I'll probably pass it off to you. But for the time being, I'll do it. And towards like the end of the night, when there's like more, maybe like four or five tables, it's like here, let's sauce together. Yeah. Let's see how yep. you do it. Boom, 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 boom. Um, okay, 
that's not too bad. I would say underrated too. Like uh, we use we use tweezers at a restaurant, um, yeah. specifically the ten inch ones. Uh, that kind of gets less yeah. like the the nice minimum. Uh, I don't like anything bigger than that because it, be, it becomes too cumbersome. Yeah. I can't put it in my I can't put it in my pocket yeah. or my aprons. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, second item, uh, higher end aprons, overrated or underrated? When I say higher end, well, anything you know, more than you mean H&B? fifty bucks? Hey, Liam Bennett. Hi, Liam Bennett. So yeah, basically, I you know. I'm, okay, so they reached out to me, and you know, the only thing is, is like I wear Headland Bennett is because I was trying a bunch of them, right? I was trying um, the crossback, and um, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I before that, I have, I had a, I have altogether six H and B aprons, mm-hmm. but I will say one thing: I think they are very expensive for yeah. a young cook. And for mm-hmm. a line cook and a sous chef, if they're paying for it, if the restaurant's paying for it, who cares? But I would argue that there's a place here in San Francisco. It's called Kaysen. And, yeah, I was about to say Kaysen's. You know, I, I had Kaysen's all along for like the longest time. Yeah, Kaysen does a really good job, man. Their quality's really good, and they're like half mm-hmm. the price. And honestly, I am I am gonna reach out to them. I only have one apron by them, but I'm gonna reach out mm-hmm. to them to see if they'll do like a chef authorized apron that is affordable that Ooh, I can push cool. as merch. Yeah, I want them to make a custom one for me. I made a custom one through the website, but the like the materials were good. It's it's really good. It's really good and they're affordable, and that's what I think is important. Paying over a hundred dollars for an apron, you're kind of paying yeah. for the clout. You know what I'm saying? It's but but but, but here's the thing. Hey, listen, I will be honest. I have a Headley and Ben Bennett apron from 2015, bro. Mm. It's still pristine. I yeah, wear it all yeah, the time. Yeah. It's mm. it's the jean one. It's heavy duty. I wear so the quality is very good, but in all honesty, I don't like how short they are, and I don't like yes. how the I like the I like the strings to be longer. Mm. Um, but I will argue that they are. I like putting the strings back around and tying it in the front. That's the thing I like doing. But um, with the Headley and Bennett, you kind of you have to be a little bit skinnier than me to to do it fully. But mm. um, that yeah. But I, I don't think it's overrated. I think they're properly rated. Like yeah. nobody's telling you to buy Headley and Bennett. I know you see it in a lot of videos, but like I'll be honest, I didn't. I only pay for one of yeah. my Headley and Bennett aprons, right? So yeah, I right. think if it's for the consumer, if you're a young cook, you can spend one hundred ten dollars on something that's more valuable than an apron, like a knife or some other tools. Yeah, in, in yeah, something, that, you know? something that's more valuable. You know, like I always tell cooks, invest in yourself, cookbooks, courses. Yes. Invest in yourself. Stop fucking mm. around. Stop fucking around. Invest, dude. Knowledge is king. When you're having a conversation with somebody like me, and I'm talking about Dover Soul, you want to know what the fuck I'm talking about, right? Oh like, Dover you, you know what crap. I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, like Ooh. I think it's important to invest in yourself. Like, I would much rather you take that $110 if you are not proficient in knife cuts and go buy a sack of potatoes from Costco, and mm. you cut all the motherfuckers. You cut batons. You cut dice. You cut large dice. You whatever. Yeah. Then you make mashed potatoes. You make a perfectly silky mashed potato. You make potato fondant. Mm. Dude, practice makes perfect. And a lot of people yeah. don't want to put in the reps. You know what I mean? So I would mm. rather somebody focus on that than trying to, uh, you know, uh, stunt with a $100 apron. Now, I, I only say that, Brandon, because uh, Headley and Bennett reached out to me. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I actually got there. Uh, I put it to work. This is over 100 hours right now of the apron. I still got to yeah. wash it. The the one thing I really gotta say though the the sponginess I call it this little texture yeah amazing however it is too short stretchy, for me yeah it is I think too I have short the same paper, bro I think I have you the did? same one okay yeah and but it, it but the only problem is the only problem is it's like a mini skirt that's the only is. thing I don't like it really is now I don't like yeah I don't like wrapping the stuff around me so the yeah. my viral video on my TikTok is the one I turned this to a, a cross back so I'll show it to you right oh, now okay. Brandon so yeah. on the top but, of the thing. I think you've done this maybe a, a couple of times. You loop it to the top and you make okay. a knot, right? And you're going to put it on like a crossback. Yeah. That's it. That's a good idea. It sits, yeah. it sits on the I, top yeah. of your, at the back of your yeah. shoulder instead of your neck. Because I hate Yeah, that's a good. I so I got the, three crossback. I got three crossback aprons and I love them. The only thing I don't like is that the, the apron itself is too short and the yes. strings aren't long enough for me. And it's not, it has no fault to do with Headley and Bennett. This is how they design their aprons, but I like longer. So the one I have from Kaysen is way more comfortable. And I wear yes. that one for work. I don't I mean, wear the Headley and Bennett for work. 
You know what I'm saying? I wear the Headley and Bennett to. I wear the Headley and Bennett at home because I'm only making one or two things. But hey, at work, dog, when it's grind time, yeah, I wear my case in. And I think that's why I I was like, okay, well, I'd like to make my own custom apron. But then I saw that Sad Poppy was making his own custom. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to leave that alone because I don't want people to think that I'm like biting off a Sad Poppy. But what I was going to say is like. I don't think so. Because isn't he like part of their program? Like, doesn't he like know like somebody from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? He works for them. He works for. Well, he he works works for them. Okay. Yeah, he's their chef. But here's the thing I wanted to argue to make a better, cheaper apron. For people that can yes. afford it. So when I worked at Hotel Bel Air, we only paid 35 an apron for the Hayden and Bennett. But I bought okay. like 30 of them, right? Mm. And we were able to negotiate a good price. And we were able to do it with other restaurants. So what I, my idea was is, hey, what if I pre-order, you know, 150 of chef-authorized yeah. aprons at this price point custom? But I think I'm not going to do that. And I'm going to go with Kaysen. Because yeah. I, would, I would argue that, dude, I'm not going to lie, like, Dude, I like their longer fit. Like, it's just... I know. It's I, a, it's, I rock cases it's a, at, at work. So, so yeah. And, and they have they have some really cheap shit, but then they mm-hmm. have some customs that are really nice, man, that I really can stand behind. But, you know, as chefs, we get free stuff, and we get stuff that's... You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Headley and Bennett, I have... I, I gave away, like, three or four aprons of Headley and Bennett that I had. <laughs> you know? There you go. Have it. Take it. Take it home yeah. with you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So if, if anything, I'll link their stuff because I really do truly believe Kaysen's is the way to go. I've had Kaysen's for years now. Um, I think yeah, I have four, yeah. four of their aprons um, that I cycle through. The other one I had to throw away because it was just so old. Not a big deal on that, but yeah. way worth their price on the, on the margin. Not a big deal. Um, final yeah. few things. Uh, overrated, underrated. French tops or saute burners? Overrated, underrated. What, wait, which one? French top or a saute burner? Oh. Which one would you prefer? So, and is it overrated so, or underrated? So honestly, I think it's two separate categories. To be honest, like oh, if yeah? you told me, if you told me French top and flat top, then I would definitely choose uh, flat top. I understand you because on a French top, you can still. I remember, like, bro, I worked with the French top so much where I was like, this is stupid. It like, is stupid. This is a waste of like, time. I hate it. Yeah. This is a waste of time. You can only cook on this little part because the center is too hot to cook anything, right? Mm-hmm. Then over time, over years, it warps. And then if you pick it up and drop it, it's going to crack. And then cleaning that bad boy. I used to see foie gras on it and I used to have to clean it and scrub Ooh. it. And then like everything, everything used to get gunked up. But then um, the first time I was exposed to a flat top that was like an island flat top. So all yeah. the grease went around. And it was like, I was like, I would always go with this. Not the three-sided flat top. I'm talking about a flat top that's actually like you can put pots on and you can, Mm. you know, move. It's like brush. It's brush stainless. It's really nice. I think Danielle and John George have them all in their restaurants. I would argue that that's better. Now, when it comes to a eight-stove gas burner, I think depending on the volume of the restaurant, I think if it's a high-volume restaurant, then yes. But if it's more um, geared towards uh, higher end and fine dining, I would argue that induction for me is better. Oh, you would do re- induction. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because the, the technology and the quality is a lot better and it's way, uh, way more even in cooking. And the fact of the matter is it's just cleaner looking. So yeah. you don't have combustion. You don't have combustion. You don't have like, you don't, you don't have the habit of shaking the pan, right? Mm-hmm. You cook things properly. The yeah. integrity of the food stays in the pan. And the reason why I say this is because like I worked in a, in a kitchen that was all induction and I'm telling, I feel like it's better. So when you, you know, when you go to make like, let's say you go to make a dish and it's on a gas burner and you can rock like three saute pans and you're like, yeah. you know, doing this, doing this number. And then the <laughs> problem is the problem that you run into is all the cooks keep them joints on full blast. Always. And Always. not to mention, not to mention they have a stack of saute pans in the back just riding on hot and i'm like yo yep. this is the worst thing you can do it's the worst thing you can do it only takes 30 seconds to heat up a pan properly 30 seconds yes so as you're heating up the pan you grab the mise en place to cook and this is how i would train and um but in w- what i was saying is with the induction with the induction burner it's just a cleaner it's a cleaner look induction is the yeah i don't know i haven't worked with induction so much um I'm more accustomed to the French tops. I'm uh, not the French tops. The, the saute burners. However, I do like combining it with an actual like griddle top. 
Because like in my other, when we, when yeah. I worked at the country club, we kept our pots in there, like our sauces. And it was just like, it was a like perfect temp for it. You don't have to baby it. It was like perfect. We're just scooping the stuff out. And um, yeah. if I were to make, I think if I were to make my restaurant, like I think I would have a, I would have a griddle top, like a flat top. Right? Yeah. Like but here's the thing, like for prep, for prep, I would argue that um, if you were to have like a, in, in the back of the kitchen, a French top and then a two big candy burners, that's a different story because you're not talking about service. You're talking about prep. Mm. I think with the French top, you can fit more odd end pans and pots on yes. there. You know what I'm saying? So you can have a big sautois and you can have a braising pot and you can have two, mm. three little pots making wine reductions, whereas you can't do that on the eight burner. So okay. it really depends on the scenario. Wow. That makes sense. If you say that, well, yeah. yes, then that makes sense. If you were for prep, but I don't think for service, yeah, it, I wouldn't think it. I don't think it would have worked. Even I mean, for service, I yeah, for service, it. I think it's over. I think it's overrated. I think it's just even with the new Maltini stoves, how they have them. If you look at any Maltini stove or Heston, they're pretty much Xnade. Mm. <laughs> they have a real flat top in there. I don't like it. All right, but that's it, man. That is our overrated, underrated segment for for this one. Um, nothing too crazy uh, over this week, though. Um, in terms of the restaurant, how was your how was your week? By the way, did you work? No, I, I go back to work on the 29th. I can't wait. I'm wow. super excited. Wow, look at you go! Yeah. Must be nice. Dude, five weeks, five weeks of vacation, man. I like. I had, but listen, I haven't taken a vacation, a real vacation time off in three years. So, don't gotta tell me yeah. twice. Take that vacay. Uh, enjoy that time off. You know, I, I preach yeah. this all the time. And even I, I was joking with you this morning when you when you texted me, yes, chef. I'm like, bro, I'm on my day off. <laughs> don't text me, don't text me, yes, chef, because uh, I immediately think tickets. I'm like, oh god damn it. Yeah. I, like I you stand up, you like, oh, hold up. I'm like, what do you mean? What? Yeah. Yeah, man. Not too crazy. Uh, like I said, you can find Brandon all his links. I'll make sure to link all his stuff underneath below uh you can check him out at chef authorized on tiktok primarily with all his videos also on youtube at uh brandon dearden um again uh thank you for joining us today brandon and uh yeah. i'll talk to you again next week and then uh um, sounds good from all of us though all right cool man all right peace